Knicks Knights. I'm your boy, Jigaman Porto, and we can't talk Knicks without Jerry Ferreira and Drew Austin. Happy New Year, fellas. How we doing? How we doing? What's up? Well, it's I a mean, new year. I... Let's go. The time right? is now. We're kicking it off with a huge game tonight. Let's go. Dude, so before we even jump into a whole bunch of Nick stuff, can we uh, highlight uh, Jerry on the Tiki and Tierney show yesterday? How you doing? Way to go, Jerry. You killed it. Listen, Look, you I know, was... you can't really plan for these things. <laughs> Brandon Tierney, Tiki's co-host, uh, and I go way back. I actually did a radio show with Tierney after a Knicks game in like 05, right? Uh, BT's a Brooklyn boy like me, and obviously Tiki is a fellow knight. So, uh, we got to kind of get BT a knight now because he's doing the whole old man, like, "Ah, I don't know what this (laughs) NFT stuff is. I talk sports. It's like, yo, that's what we do. Yeah. Listen, it was was the best, you know, five minutes. It was Nick's conversation and Knights of Dejan. I was like, yeah, I'm sold. How you doing? It was perfect. They're recording of that. I'd love to, I'd love to like see that. Yeah. It's out there and all of it. So, I'll get that clip and we'll share it with everybody. Uh, but Jerry, so obviously we need to get him knighted. Uh, yes. But did you uh, pay him back the 20 bucks? He keeps making sure everybody knows you owe him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that, by the way. I don't even remember owing him 20 bucks. But uh, <laughs> He doesn't have Venmo either. Shocking. He doesn't yeah, have Venmo right? either. What a shock. I have to go hand him cash in New York City. <laughs> so, so Drew, based on the background, looks like you're still up in uh, your Warwick area after a big roadmap meeting. Yeah, we had a whole Knights of Degen uh, team out here. Uh, well, not the whole team. We had, you know, missing a few people, missing Jerry, missing Jiga, missing Jack, Shara, Cynthia. So we had, but we had about, I think, seven of us up here. Um, so we had seven of us up here. We spent the entire day yesterday just working on the roadmap. It's just like, you know, going through, we, we got a lot of stuff coming up. You know, there's just so much stuff over this next 12 yeah. months. So we really kind of laid out a plan for the next 12 months and tried to understand where certain projects are going to fit quarterly, then monthly, et cetera. There's just a lot going on. And then also a lot of sporting events that we're going to be participating in. So like everything from March Madness to Super Bowl to, you know, stuff like that. So in real life events, digital experiences, all of that kind of stuff. So that weaves, that needs to be weaved into the whole schedule. Um, so overall it was freaking awesome. And then we, you know, we went from like, we probably went from like 10 to 10 and just grinded. Right. Then we just got, I got, I got hammered as hell. So I'm still like struggling. <laughs> um, so um, we had think by the time I went to sleep at three in the morning and it's six whiskeys or seven whiskeys, I'm, uh, I'm feeling it right now, but, uh, yeah, we had a great time. It was awesome. All right. So now we know Jerry, every once in a while, if he changes color, like gets a little pale, we just transition and you know, <laughs> Drew not talk. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You can just mute. We'll, 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 t- we'll, we'll fly. You can fly. We'll fly it for you. Yeah, all right, guys. Well, let's. We're all waiting for Jerry to get out of the uh, middle, out of the middle of the country a little bit and get back to New York so we can get him up here. Listen, there's there's rumors coming that the kids return into the promised wow. land. There's there's really? rumors. There's wow. lots of rumors. Uh, you heard it here first. And may <laughs> even get myself to a Knicks game too. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm locked up in a cabin in the woods I, over I here. Know I know you have them. Well, why don't we have like the full like you know? I had it last week, and then I realized that my chin is all white hair. So I'm like, <laughs> ah, you know, I got a haircut today. So I'm like, let me. Start to look human again. Yeah, coming in fresh today. Guys, let's jump into the weekly recap. What the thunder happened? 95 to 80 loss. Let's start with that one first. Listen to these stats, guys. RJ, 26 points. Solid. Okay. Mm -hmm. Second highest score, quickly with 11 points. And there's no point of even highlighting anybody else. Was I the only one that thought that was a game we should have walked away with? Absolutely. And you know what? It's like, oh. I think that was a little bit of be careful. Be careful what you wish for. We were all yeah, like, look, we, it sucks that Randall has COVID and hopefully right. he's okay. And he will be okay. But it's a great chance to see like Obi and the young guy. And it, and it was, we saw some mm-hmm. good things. That being said, I truly believe in my heart of hearts. If we have Randall, I'm we do that. not lose that game. Uh, Tom Thibodeau attributed to like some random back backbreaking play where the Knicks played 24 seconds of defense and a tip offensive rebound and, and dude hit a three. I, it's just, I just felt like we were a man short, but it was a good bounce back after that. That was, that was terrible. Those are the exact games I'm terrified of two right. losses to the magic, a loss to the thunder, 
who else did we lo- almost lost to the Pistons? There's there's five games out there that just right. should never have happened, and I don't know that's going to cost us in the end. Yeah, I think uh, I think this was again. I, I'm going to say that I think that this 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 whole um, COVID experience for Randall was needed, um, and it's needed in a bunch of ways. It was needed not only in the fact that he needed a break mentally, physically, the guy was just running on fumes. Um, but I think the fans needed it too. I think we had to remember the fact that like, it's kind of like the Patrick Ewing situation where, you know, Ewing was always underappreciated when he was on the court. And when he was gone, we, we, we were just so thankful that we had a captain at the center of our team for all those years. And we didn't really appreciate until he was gone. And Randall, just a quick little break. We realized that the offense is completely completely lost without him not only does right. he because he's not only needed to score he's he's needed to be able to create space for others to draw double teams he's been a much better passer this year so i, I think it it was another good thing to like rekindle i mean i think we needed this as a as a new as new yorkers because the, the the relationship has been fractured since that first round playoff loss between the knicks fans and randall um there was a love affair for the entire year all nba all-star mm-hmm. champion chanting MVP and then all of a sudden the season ended like the like the end of Game of Thrones and it was just like all of a sudden you look back at the fucking Nick season last year and you're like ah oh, what a great show but that ending was just so bad you just can't actually appreciate it because yeah. that, yeah. that that's that's literally how I feel about Game of Thrones by the way yeah. uh, but but, but, <laughs> but the reality is is like now he came back he's had a rough year we've been struggling with him we gave him the contract and all of that and I think that once we saw hit we saw the team without him it showed how much he's really a big part of this team. And then, you know, fast forward a quick second, but like last game, he played fantastic. Like he came oh, yeah. and played fantastic. And, and we'll get to that because I think that also ties into, you know, 2021 drew Austin conspiracy theories. And I want to talk about that again. Right. So, so after that thunder game, we had um, who we thought we owed one to. Right. And we lost to the Raptors 120 to 105, 48, 20 points. OB, 19 points. Barrett, 19 points. That game was so sloppy. So terrible. It was way worse than 120-105. Yeah, it really was. <sighs> Bottom line uh, is the Raptors in. are good. The Raptors are good. There are, I said it before in our last show. They are a horrible matchup for us because they have a point guard who could get to the rim, even though he's small. Fred Van Vliet is the point guard that I think all Nick fans wished we would have signed. Think he, I mean, he and he's on a tear right now. He's he's playing. He's one of the best stories in the NBA. He's been one of the best stories in the NBA, and now they're kind of full strength. We lost to them without Scotty Barnes. We lost to them without Siakam. Both guys are present, so it. I, I really thought we owed him one, but the and if you look yeah. where the Raptors are in seeding right now, I think they're sitting uh, eighth, maybe or seventh or not. Like they're they're very much in the mix. They're obviously well coached. They're an awful matchup for the Knicks and. um yeah, I, I actually think I'm real bull. I think the Raptors are good, and I think they're actually going to – I think they might actually be the sixth seed by the time this thing's over. They might lock up one of those spots and leave a team like Philly on the outside looking in and might be stuck in the play. I think the Raptors are for real. Like They're going to be a problem. They're annoying to play. Mm-hmm. And, and they just have that one pace the whole time. I mean, they're just constantly on go. They're good, like You man. watch they're them good. play us, and it's like, man, I want. I wish we had – that energy that they're putting into that game because yeah. we look dead. We look sloppy. I mean, like you said, Drew, 105. I'm shocked we even got to 105, right? It like really is like, I don't want to make this into like Raptors night because I'm right. <laughs> not trying to do that, but you do have to like look at the front office over there and Masai Jiri and just be like, wow, they, they took the gamble on Kawhi, won the ring, he bolts, slight little rebuild. It was the bubble situation. So who the heck knows what that team really was? Then Lowry dips. They get mm-hmm. Van Vliet. They draft well. Everyone was a little shocked by the Scotty Barnes pick. That dude's like all NBA defender, like right now, and they're they're irrelevant already. They're one of those unique, like we're going to rebuild and compete, which I think is really a sweet spot for any organization. And everyone should take a deep look at how the the Raptors did it because it's pretty good. Yeah. All right, moving on from the Raptor love, Drew, we're coming to you on this one. What's up? All dude? right. Thank you for beating someone <clears throat> taking down the Pacers. We walked away 104 94. Mm-hmm. But we got that Randall that you said need a break that possibly didn't have COVID. Well, whatever, your, your, your conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. But I mean, is it just me or did we really see the, the, the Batman and Rodman 
tag team that we want to see when we're watching Julius Randle and RJ. Well, first of all, RJ is just a really confusing player. And I just, I'm struggling with him a little bit. Like, I just don't know who is he? Like, I just don't know what player we're going to get with him. I don't know who he is as a player. I I can't, like, there's just the consistency is so all over the place. Um, There were nights where this guy looks like an absolute utter star, like a star ball player. And then other nights where he just can't deliver. So, like, I, I don't really fully get it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it, like what I, I don't when is there a, is it is it maturity is that gonna like I, I don't know I'm just trying I'm trying to get to a place where I can really understand you know why is it that 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 RJ can be is, is capable of dropping um you know 30 points in a game 19 and a quarter you know like you know he had a just an all-around 32 eight and three like just a solid game. I mean, Julius Randle, 30 and 16. You couldn't ask. That was just like the perfect rebound game to, to show fans why, what he's about. Like you couldn't ask for more from him. Um, But I I just, I don't understand Barrett. I mean, uh, Jerry, what's your thoughts on Barrett? So a couple of things, couple of things with RJ, right? And I don't think it's a maturity thing. I actually think RJ for his age is one of the most right. mature players to come in at that age that we've ever sure. seen. And he's I'm just thinking, is he still, is he still, is he still too young in general? To- right. Um, so know. look, first thing I, I know the guy wants to be great. Like he yeah. is one of those, I'm not saying he's Kobe Bryant, but like skill. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, he's one of those, like the dude's a gym rat. He's always in the gym. I, I don't think for one second, RJ is not trying to improve. He obviously stays in phenomenal shape and he's young. I just think it boils down to two things, two and a half things with him. And here's what they are. Are you going to become a consistent jump shooter, whether that's from three or from the mid range, that bottom line, because he kind of was last year. And that's why everyone was so high. For the most part, he was one of our best shooters, specifically from three. And he kept it up for most of the year. It was a rough start to the year, but from the all-star break on, he was lights out. This year is kind of reverse. He started off pretty hot and then it's just been off a cliff shooting wise. So that's one. He's it's just got to get consistent and he's only in year three. So it is very early. Second, he is so good going to the hoop. It's actually one of those things where, like, I want to see more you know where he wants to go, and he still could do it. When you know a guy wants to go left, and he still goes left and gets by you, that means it's elite. We got to see him add – and he, we've seen it. It's there. It's, again, can he go right consistently and develop a little more playmaking while going right? And the half that I throw in there is, because he has done this before, on those bad shooting nights – can you still impact the game? And he can. That's where I think he's a unique player. He could still grab 12 boards. He could still lock somebody up. So there are ways when you have that. When you look at some of the stat lines where it's like, oh, God, he was two for eight in the first half, and you know maybe he gets in his head, we need to just make sure he's still competing and being effective. And I do think that him and Randall may not be the best matchup cohesively together in the offense. You know, They both need the ball. They both want to go left. Mm-hmm. They both want to drive and they both could be inconsistent from the, so it's a lot of things, but still, I mean, it's a great bounce back. Again, the Pacers had, you know, two or three G league dudes in there, but still a win is a win. And we're going to talk more about the Pacers later. I hope. Yeah. Uh, so real quick. So RJ, um, I, I agree with you. His bat, his, I'd like to see him play a little bit more of a nineties basketball game where he's inside than outside instead of outside inside. Um, I think he can, if he develops a better post-up game, and could because he's he's actually really big and strong. He's gonna he's a two guard, three small forward. Like he can play the two or the three. Um, he's a big two and a big three. Um, so I honestly think that if he played like in games where he's not shooting well, that's no excuse for him not to score twenty. He has got to be an everyday twenty point scorer. And on games that he's not shooting well, he needs to be play bully ball. He needs to be play back to the basket or drive to the basket because he's really got the strength to finish around the basket. And I also think that when you're not shooting the well, getting a couple 10 foot jumpers or six foot, le- uh, you know, little, uh, you know, tosses in the game in the ball, it gets your momentum back. You want to see as a, as a streak shooter, you got to see the ball go through the hoop before anything else goes. And like, he's not the best three point shooter. He just the really is not. He's, he's, yeah, an, I mean, he's an inconsistent he's, point shooter. He's down on the three pointers. I mean, last year he was averaging 40.1%. Yep. Right, not great, but yep. but this year that's great. I mean, that's that's thirty-two point seven percent this year. That's but that's to me what consistency from him looks like. It's 
he is a 20-point game of scorer every single game. The games that the threes are hitting, he drops his 30. The games that the threes aren't going, he drops his 20. And if he's if the threes aren't dropping, he takes it to the basket and he plays back to the basket basketball and opens up the court for others and then learns and improves how to pass out of the double team because eventually once he starts to pound the basket down low, he'll start to draw some double teams, which is also interesting. So, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of room for him to develop his game further. I think that we need to see... I just don't think I think that someone like him needs to not follow the trend of running to the three point line every second. Really? Game. And yep. it just and, and for some players, you will be a better basketball player to not follow the trend and just and just and and and, and dominate as a great mid range ball player. An example, uh, an, an interesting example of a guy who I think has a, a great mid range game and didn't need to like can hit a three, but is not, didn't like chase the three is uh, Jimmy Butler. I think Butler is a, has a good mid-range basketball game, and he kind of stuck to it. He didn't he didn't like chase the trend as much of like I mean these guys run. I, I mean there were plays where I, I watched quickly do a play recently where the guy just like ran backwards ten steps right. just to get behind the three point line and then fired this off this like off balance three. And I'm like, I kind of loved it. I, I, I hear you. I thought it was, but I, I just thought it was a little ridiculous. I'm like the kid was like he had like an open shot from the free throw free throw line. He like turned fucking booked it. Went to the three-point line and shot. I was just like, I don't, I don't know. It's a little. I mean, maybe I'm also just an old-school basketball fan that like misses the days of like, let's pound it into Patrick and then see and then run the offense through him. And like, those just, days are over. Yeah. <laughs> that league is over. It's but like I still think there's a there's a game for the Carmelos, the the, the dominant mid-range ball players that can body you and can out and, and can really muscle you as a small forward. Yeah, agreed. So Jerry, I know you want to talk. Pacers, man. So let, let's do it. Let, let, let's start there with that. Well, and, and if this steps on a future topic, then not like just well, let's just fade out and keep it moving. But and, <laughs> but if we're not going to get there, okay. I don't, if there's no trade segments that we want to specifically no, discuss let's, today, let's go there because Pacers. But if there is, Pacers the team that's like. If I'm a GM, if we're doing like pretend GM corner for a minute, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I am picking up the phone, and I'm sure. The Knicks have a lot of teams. I am calling the Pacers mm-hmm. because they clearly want to kind of disband this thing, clearly want to rebuild a little bit. They never have really quite blown it up over there. Mm-hmm. They've never have pressed the button and said, like, let's get rid of it. I mean, the Paul George thing was, like, close, but they got so much back that it never quite, like, was a blow up for them. They're always still kind of hovering around. It never quite said, like, hey, let's just go for the top draft pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's happening. I'm not sure, but, I mean – if you were not impressed with Miles Turner in that Knicks game and that dunk over Taj Gibson, and still, like, I cannot believe the guy's only 25 years old. I just think that he's leading the league in blocks. I, I think someone is going to mess around and make a real offer and get him. If that someone is like a playoff team, you, everyone's going to be like, how did Miles Turner go to this team and now they have him locked up for a while. I just think that Miles Turner could be a problem for a lot of people if he goes to a real contender. I I would really I also obviously we talked about Brogdon last week, but I even mm-hmm. like Lavert's a sneaky good player. We need that yes. kind of playmaking, shot creating. He's had injuries and stuff like that. Maybe you could get him on a price. I don't know. And I don't Sabonis is never really gonna happen. It's just not mm-hmm. a fit with the Knicks and I think the price would be too high. I'm calling about Miles Turner. What did you really kick in the tires? We, we talked about this once before. I forgot what you said. Randall for Sabonis. Who do you take? I, I I stay put. I think it's I think it's lateral. I think they're and I actually as I love Sabonis, but Sabonis really needs a lead guard to create. He's not a creator. He's great in the pick and roll. He's great in the pick and pop. He's a great rebounder. He's great around the rim. At least with Randall, with the current makeup of the Knicks, he didn't create a shot. He creates shots, and Sabonis doesn't necessarily. Do, although he's a great screener, he's a great, also great screener, gets guys open. I love Sabonis. You need to have a Brogdon or a you need to have a guard, lead guard to go with Sabonis, and you probably need it with Randall too. But Randall right. could cover a lot of those holes. Well, guys in the chat, you know we always put the invite out there. Jump on, give us your thoughts. Uh, we got someone checking in. Uh, has some things they want to talk about. Let's bring Trippy OG on there. Hey, Trippy, how you doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Y'all can hear me? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, sir. So what's, uh, what's on your mind, Trippy? Tell us. It's Yeah, I mean, y'all just brought it up with the whole Miles Turner situation. Just him as that piece. Like, I feel like he's one of those guys that needs to be on this team. Like, 
regardless of the whole, you know, friendship between him and Randall, he just fits perfectly well with this team. You want to, you want a big that can stretch the floor, but also play defense. And if we could possibly pull away to do it, to still have Mitch come off the bench, you know what I'm saying? That would, that would be perfect. But sadly, with durable, you know, Noel, I don't think that's going to happen because you barely see him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But personally, just having him on this team would do wonders for us, would, would do wonders. So let's talk trade for a second. Would you give up Rand? Would you give up, no, sorry, Randall. Would you give up Mitch, a first round pick? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I think Knox is now untouchable, but, but, uh, <laughs> Fort Knox, Fort Knox. But no, would, you, would, you be, would you be comfortable doing Mitch in a first round for Miles? Um, be honest with you, I'm gonna have to say, yeah, just because I like the work and 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 potential that Jericho Sims brings, he brings the same thing that Mitch has, but just with a little bit more post moves with it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, no, and Noel, and Noel's a nice backup. Noel's going to be a backup. And so it, it's still it's still perfect. It definitely yeah. still perfect. But I would do that. Like if, if we had no choice and you didn't have to worry about losing Obi Toppin in the same t- token with it, I'm, I'm going that route. I'm going to have to let Mitch go. Jerry, did you say you Knicks and uh, did you say Mitch in a first? Mitch in a first. And our first, right? The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitch so look, first of all, I, I mean – I think Miles Turner's stock is is high right now, justifiably. So he's been playing really well, although the Pacers are clearly really not. And and they also have des- been decimated like every other team, missing players. So it may be even a touch more expensive than that, potentially, which might make me balk. But if if only because we do have – and then Dallas has gotten hot. We do have the Dallas pick, but Dallas is now 20 and 18, trending upward a little bit. So that pick gets worse and worse by the day. But still, it's not in years past with the Knicks where you give up a first-round pick for like the next two years for an old aging player who used to do really great right. things. And yeah. now you don't have a first round pick for three years. And you got this guy who's like 30, maybe on the backside of a career. This is the inverted version. We actually have two first round picks. So we'd still have one. And we're getting a guy who's 25 years old, who's probably starting to enter his peak. And of all the bigs, and I, I love Mitch. So I'm not trying to say I, I'm like let Mitch got to go. I think Mitch is even Mitch is even younger, and I think he could develop into something great. But Miles Turner is already an elite rim protector, arguably the second best yes. after Rudy Gobert, and he is much more of a modern five uh, that fits with this roster very well. So Mitch in a first, I don't know if the Patriots are doing it. They might try to get more, and maybe they could. Yeah, but I'm listening. I'm calling. I'm taking calls. I'm checking my phone. Like, did they text back? (laughs) (laughs) Trippy, man. I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, thank you, Trip. You you nailed that one. So, I mean, what other trade speculations? Here's one since we're on trades. Well, do we talk about Mike Muscala? (laughs) It's all over the place right now, right? You look on Twitter, you look at a lot of the reports. Oklahoma, and they're saying, would we give up Obi and bring Mike over? What are your thoughts? Wait, who are you talking about? Uh, from the main speculation as of this morning was Mike Muscala from Oklahoma trading for Obi Toppin. I haven't heard that. I don't even know. No, 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 no. Obi's not going anywhere. No I need. Like no need. Uh, I I, I don't want to get too ahead because, look, the Knicks, the good thing the Knicks have done over the last few years is recognizing that, hey, we're not necessarily in a position to win the championship. We know that. We didn't compete for the playoffs until last year. They have avoided the cardinal sin. They've avoided taking on, giving away young assets for something shiny to try to win now, which is the move we've always done in the past. So I know a lot of Knicks fans are frustrated because we have not been buyers at the trade deadline in, I mean, forever. Never. I don't really don't remember. I think D Rose was like the last, that wasn't even the deadline trade. So this year there are rumors that the Knicks are making call. I don't know how real that we're actually buyers in the trade deadline. Cause it's been a long time, but so here's there's a-, a couple other, there's another guy we've talked about in this show. I don't know if he's available. There's rumors that there, he may be available that I think is not the big splashy move. We've talked about this guy. I love this guy. He's also a great gamer. I think he's a big time Warzone player. I'm hearing rumblings that maybe Terrence Ross could be discussed. And I love that 
I love that guy's game. I love he he is something that the Knicks need. If you're not trying to do the big splashy, like splashy. we could talk yeah. about Dame. I know there's rumors that oh the Knicks are, are interested in Ben Simmons and that and and the other big name that's out there. I again I don't know how real this is all speculative. I know nothing. I have sources, but they don't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, God, I, it feels like there could be like a De'Aaron Fox I love play that. here, I love and that would be so good. But it would it might cost a lot. But I would do it almost at this point. I want it. I just want it. I want it. I love Fox too. All right. Well, I got another guest back there. Um, this oh, was our, Drew. This was a proposed trade for Ben Simmons. Um, but Knicks received Ben Simmons and Isaiah Joe. I have no idea who that is. The Sixers received, and by the way, this is not too different than who's, the trade. Whose rumor, whose proposal is this? It is on NBA uh, NBAanalysis.net. So it was just, I came up on Google. Okay. Um, I'm not sure who wrote it exactly. Uh, Evan Massey, I'm not sure. Um, but this was the, this is like a trade that could work, he basically said. And something that's like, I, I think I would be comfortable with personally. Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker. Obi Toppin, uh, Knicks 2022 first round pick unprotected, Knicks 2023 first round pick swap, more favorable to Philly, Knicks 2024 first round pick, Knicks 2026 first round pick. Who is this for? This is for uh, Ben Simmons. With Kemba, and Fournier, Toppin, Obi, and, and, and basically our next like three, four three years, years of first round picks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and honestly, like we still have a very young core there. We still have a young core, and Simmons is signed for a four-year contract. So it means we have him and Randall locked up for long term. We got a lot of players on their rookie contracts. We don't have so much room where the next couple draft picks are going to be able to find a slot because even our good draft picks now hardly can find a slot until you know COVID hits. Not, a, I mean, like if that's a, like we lose our two, I mean, bands, not like I don't think we're attached to Kemba and um, and Fournier at all. We're losing Toppin, but like, listen, Toppin, he's young. He's not gonna. He's not taking you to the next level. Ben Simmons is a superstar. Ben, you don't get superstars very often. And to give away three nice players, you know, three first round picks, it's not a lot. It's a lot, yeah. but I think for the shot at a superstar in this league, um, I, I think I would do it. I mean, I think that's the first one I've heard that it actually makes sense as far as what we would actually be giving to make it happen. Yeah, it's a lot. Like I'm reading the article. It's like it, it is a win-win trade. It's not like a it's not an obvious trade for either team, I don't think. I I as of now, if that offer was on the table, which and I don't I mean I, I know that's someone just trying to see what trades make sense, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. again, I, I think Maury has much more interests of win now. And you know what? If Kemba's knee now they're reading it maybe sore again. If Kemba could play, he would fit really good with Philly if he could go 28, 30 minutes a game consistently in the playoffs. Fournier, look, we know, I mean, he could be a good fit there. They're already they're having Tobias Harris issues, but I mean, Fournier's kind of like a version of that where it's like great one game, doesn't show up for two or three games. Although, if you want to talk bets later, I do like Fournier's over points tonight versus the Celtics because he just both games against the Celtics is like the only two great games he's had. I kind of yeah. like Fournier over points. We could discuss some fun bets for tonight's game if we want, but yeah. Look, I, it's a lot. It's just a lot. It's a lot of picks, and 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 who's now we lose Kemba, so that means like is the backcourt roses out now, so we're almost punting to next year. Simmons hasn't played a game in a long time. Rose is pretty much we don't know what we're getting when he comes back. Fournier, our other playmaker, be gone. Kemba, our other point guard, gone. We're pretty much punting on this year, which means the value of our pick will be even better. But because then you're literally look like quickly's the, the point guard. That's it. It's quickly and RJ in the mm -hmm. backcourt, and you're still running the eye. Like that's it. Ben Simmons is not going to come in and start running point right away. Yeah. So let me run you through this one. I think this is another interesting trade. Um, and again, it's it's not a it's not a layup, but it's it's a, it's definitely something worth talking through. Knicks receive Carl Anthony Towns, J Jake Lehman, Josh Okogi, and Jordan McLaughlin. I don't know the rest of those guys really well. Mm -hmm. And this Towns really Okogi's good. Right, Towns. Minnesota receives Fournier, Noel, Knox, Toppin, Quickly, Mitch, 
and a two first round picks. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Hell, delete, delete that off your computer, Drew. Delete what, it completely. Where did, where was the line drawn there? I'm actually curious. Uh, the line was drawn <laughs> like uh, Obi, and then I was like. Uh, Okay, and then we could like discuss yeah. like maybe pick swaps and stuff like that to sweeten it a little more. But you're talking about Obi quickly. Who else did you say? Mitch, Knox. No, not sure. Yeah. Knox, fine, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Knox is always free. Guys, I got. Uh, I know yeah. this guy in the backstage who wants to come talk on trades. Yeah. I, I kind of know him really well. It's actually my brother Phil. What's up, bud? What's, what's up, up man how you guys doing phil what's going on hey phil how you good how phil, you before you even talk about your trade talks uh yeah. my brother was recently in the hospital for surgeries and stuff and was still tuning into our next nights and had more than enough to say in the comment box that i had to text him through the show and be like can you rest we will, this is recorded <laughs> yeah, phil, you gotta get your rest we appreciate you watching but you gotta make sure you get your rest man i know man i, I i've been taking naps every day recovering from the tumor but like I can't control emotions when it comes to like, you know, Nick's games and Nick's trades talks, you know? So it's like the little bit of energy I'm actually allowed to exude, like on a day-to-day <laughs> basis, typically comes out when it comes to the Knicks. Like my go. frustrations, right. my so, joys. I get you're, it. On t- you're on a timer, bro. We're going <laughs> to keep you off tack. So uh, Phil, go ahead. I know you want to jump on and talk trades. What do you talk? What do you think? Yeah. So quick trade talks. I feel like if we don't do something, we're going to do what we've done the last few years. Mm-hmm. And we're going to walk away from seeing other tr- teams making trades that we should have done mm-hmm. and going, why didn't we do that? Like yep. in all these Facebook groups I'm in, you know, I'll always say something, you know, like last year I was like, we need to go for DeRozan and ball, you know, like while there's talks for it. Everyone said I was stupid. I was crazy. Da, 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 da. Here they are this year. They're all posting like we should have traded for DeMar and Lonzo. And I'm like, of course, now that they're succeeding somewhere else. You know, like, I think Fournier was a bust. I live in Florida. So the fact that I just love the NBA, I was, you know, a nonstop magic, you know, pass holder for the last two years. Um, I even, like, did a, like, deliver the ball uh, at a New York Knicks game, and I had to wear something else on top of my Starks jersey because they wouldn't (laughs) let me onto the court without it. Uh, But, like, so I've seen Fournier year in and year out be so inconsistent. And we should have gone for Terrence Ross. It would have been a cheaper ticket. He plays harder. He's got more consistent games where he comes off the bench and would make the Magic competitors even when they were playing teams that were 10 times better than them. And so I think for this year, we do need to go after Miles Turner because I feel like having him as our starter and if Mitch comes back, having Mitch off the bench, our big men scenario is unstoppable. And then when it comes to, you know, who we trade, who we don't, I like that Ben Simmons trade a lot, regardless of what people say about Simmons. Like, we don't need him to be this three-point point guard. We need the defense that we're missing from last year. And I feel like that trade is great, but I think we need to be careful to either keep Kemba or Obi because they have that New York fire and characteristic that – we used to love about our old New York Knicks teams. Like when you saw Starks and you saw Houston and you saw Oakley and you saw Mason, it wasn't just that they were good players. It's Uh. that they had the heart of New York city and we all gravitated towards that, which means like it was their passion, their zeal that have allowed us to stay Knicks fans over these last, however many horrific, painful years in hopes that we find a player like that. And when it comes to Kemba and it comes to Obi, they have that diehard New York City mentality that can take us to the next level. So we just have to play that game of which one do we keep? So I hear you there. Um, here's my thought, though, with Kemba specifically. So Kemba's been a very – his next stint has been very short. And yeah. when they benched him a couple of weeks ago, I started mentally preparing for Kemba's departure. Yeah. So I'm, I think of all, the, of all the players, I'm ready to, like – I like Kemba and I was super excited about Kemba joining the Knicks and I actually really like his game. I think it fits well with the Knicks too. He's a, he's the, he's the unique ability to really break down a defense. Um, But I think I'm mentally prepared. I mentally prepared because of the, of where the coach felt like he wasn't fitting in. I I got, I got very comfortable with the idea that, you know what, we might be moving on from Kemba. Yeah. So now as for Obi, listen, 
guys that are homegrown that are our rookies. I, I, dude, I, I, dude, I was miserable when Frank Nilakini left, and he's like, and everyone hated Frank. I, yeah. loved, I loved Frank. I thought that was so undervalued. So like, these are the kind of guys that I fall in love with, and I just like, and I just, and I, and I'm constantly waiting for them to develop. Listen, Obi right now. I mean, Obi's not a he's not a star ball player right now. He's a poor man's Amari. Um, if he becomes a, if he becomes a, a, a on par with Amari, then I'll then he'll have, he'll have an amazing career, and I and I hope that's yeah. what comes. But right now, um, you know, he is a, an energizer bunny off the bench, but like needs to develop his uh, you know his fundamental skills a little bit better. Yeah. Back to the best. And I agree. His and I think that, that that's where coaching comes in. As yeah. much as I like Thibodeau, like he is not an offensive coach. We need to really invest in someone that can say, hey, let me take the offensive development off your plate so that our players can develop. Because you see the same thing with Mitch, like with his big old like lumpy legs. Like if we had an offensive-minded coach that can help him with that and develop these players, the last thing I want is for us to trade Obi and then watch him become the superstar we all know that he could be. And meeting us in the playoffs and kicking our butts because no he is young and he does have that potential. No doubt. Phil, you're the man, brother. And I hope we hope we hope you feel better too. Soon. Yeah, man. Rest Any, up. Anything we Thank can you do guys. Appreciate anything, it. Anything we can do to help Phil? Uh you know, just just being get a, a trade man. done. You, you want know. to get a trade yeah, done? Get, get a trade done, <laughs> Jeffrey. Make some calls, man. Hopefully see you guys soon. Have a good one guys. Appreciate All it. Right, Phil. Phil brought up an interesting point, though, too, right? Like uh, the Fournier thing, he really was supposed to answer a lot of these issues that are happening right now. And it's just something that he maybe does like 30% of the time. 30% of the time he plays well, and it looks ripe. I think Fournier made a lot of money off of what he did internationally. Like the guy's a different beast when he plays with his team in France. And, you know, it's a whole different thing. And, like, I'm telling you, he got a lot of heat off that this past summer, and that, I think, led to the signing. The last bit on Simmons, okay? Like, And I still think that, yeah, if you could get him, that's like a a, a distressed asset that you hope. The thing is you want to get it for a deal because it's a distressed asset. Drew, you know all about distressed assets and value. Yeah, of course. But with Simmons, though, just hear me out. If we're able to keep Randall and RJ, right, Mm-hmm. Are we really going to run a lineup with Randall, RJ, and Ben Simmons? Like that floor is going to be real. If Randall doesn't go back to the 42% three-point shooter, and if RJ doesn't go back to the 40% three-point shooter, which all trends are showing, they are who they are, which is 32%. That floor gets really small. Let's talk about that for a quick second. So you have shooting, the shooting guard, you're putting, I would go with um, our rookie, uh, Grimes. So Grimes, Grimes is Grimes is going to spread the ball out. You know that. Yeah, I, I gotta see more. Right now we're dealing with like a seven okay. game sample. Sure, sure, sure. That's fair. A huge but, like, bet. but without Fournier, you could see him stepping in and playing some a more shoot because he would go in that. Fournier's gone in that trade. So we need a, we need a shooting guard. We need someone who could spread the court out. Maybe we get a Buddy Healed. Who knows? But the point is like T you Ross. Need, you need a T Ross, but you need a three point shooter. And if it's Grimes, imagine a, the defense on on a on a on a, on a one two three of Grimes, Simmons, and RJ. Woo, that is I like it, but I, I think that we're going to have a hard time scoring. That's a problem, especially with Mitch. That's the other ch- challenge there. So in that lineup, Mitch is a bit of an issue. There's no doubt because he can't he's, – he's just a no bucket. Um, you know, so he's that's an issue. I, I hear you there. I, I, I understand. You know, it would be interesting. You know, the other way to think about it is imagine, let's say we replace in this in that trade for a quick second. Trade stays exactly as it is, but you replace quickly with Kemba. Just throwing that out there for a quick second. Well, now you have Kemba, who's the guy who is the three-point shooter, is a scorer, it can create space. Him, Simmons, and RJ and Yeah, Ray. we 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 can't count on Kemba. Look, we 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 had a count on him during this whole COVID. It's unreliable. Stuff, he was then, benched then, then two weeks back. ago. You know, the knees back to inflame. So say, I, the, the, the Simmons to thing to me, the Simmons thing to me only makes sense if you are able to add a lot of other pieces because then you got to build around him. And I just worry that we'll have enough assets left. Like, again, it's if, if, if it's Simmons of two years ago and that ends up being the asset you get, then you win. But if it's a little more of like the guy who we don't quite know where his head's at, 
Uh, and is he improving his game since he last played months and months and months ago? I would much rather go after Miles Turner, Terrence Ross, De'Aaron Fox, and and keep as much of the core and draft picks intact. Yeah. And if we're going to roll all our picks and all that, then let's go do the Dame Lillard thing. Then let's go do, you know, OB top. Let's go do maybe RJ, maybe it's quickly four first round. But th- then let's go after Dame instead of Ben Simmons if we're going to throw I, the I, house at it. Like I that. struggle, I struggle with the idea of trading RJ. I really do. That's Me a, too. That, it, to me, to me, that's probably the number one untouched player on the team. That's why it's, I say go Turner, fought, like try to like add like incrementally and keep as much assets in the war yeah. chest as you can. Because I don't, I, I know you need a superstar, and we just gotta yeah. hope that you know Randall and RJ get back to more games like they had last night. Yep, yep. Perfect. Guys, great talks about trades love when we just spend time here because we've all got them. Um, let's jump in and see what the schedule is looking like. Oh yeah. do i change not scared to maybe scared i don't know guys i mean we got back to back boston yeah i'll actually be at the game on um the 12th against uh dallas um so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i'm in full you know i i I like i look forward wait is it dallas the 12th sorry yeah dallas the 12th right yeah Yeah. kp's return to the garden my birthday birthday is the 11th the 12th coming back to the knicks and i am like I am the biggest KP hater. I think you can possibly be. <laughs> I am gonna boo. I'm gonna boo like I'm playing defense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna boo KB like I'm actually sitting here, and the effort that I put into booing is gonna potentially sh- sh- like lower his field goal percentage. Like that's or how- raise it. Yeah. I don't know. You never know. You might. <laughs> I'm like, Guys, I'm how are we feeling about the back-to-back Boston games? Playoff start now, in my opinion. I know it's hard to say that about a regular season game. And I just had a whole rant on spaces yesterday about and football where it's like, no one remembers the regular season games that are like, Oh, it was a, it was like a playoff game. No one really remembers those. They only remember playoff games, but man, if this Boston home and home goes awry, then yeah, we maybe get a reprieve at the Spurs and right into Dallas. Like, Man, that could we really could be on the outside looking in, even in the play-in scenario. So I hate to say it's like a playoff series almost because it's not. There's still a lot of games left to turn this thing around, but mm-hmm. th- this is huge. Like, yeah, especially got to go at schedule. least one and one. I mean, two and oh, we're smiling doing this show next week. Oh, and two, and uh, then you really got to start pressing the panic button if you haven't already. What's the health situation on both teams? Do we know? Um, I don't think got- there's any massive COVID issues with the, you know, the, the Celtics are pretty much like, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. ISO ball on offense, you know, mm-hmm. uh, deep. That's why I do us. like the Fournier over and even the Randall over. I think, uh, both of these teams are having defensive issues. Yeah, I yeah. like a lot of prop point overs tonight. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. uh, what are your, yeah, uh, we, we, we got to really show up, especially at the garden. It'd be really great to just get this one out of the way, defend the home court, which you have not done all year, but I think everyone for the most part is, healthy ish the benches are not deep but i think all the the main core players on both sides will be there i think okay yeah i mean this is i mean we're both tied 18 and 20 this is like a yeah. this is an important, it's an important game there's no doubt um what do you think about this i think uh, i was thinking about this yesterday i was watching tatum play uh, whatever the day before yesterday whatever it was tatum reminds me of a poor man's mcgrady <laughs> definitely similar similar games i mean the, the thing that's different, I mean, to me is like McGrady was playing a style that no one else really played, and there was not really anyone else like him. Now, Tatum's even taller and longer than McGrady. Mm-hmm. Um, does, McGrady, underrated, like really good passer, even mm-hmm. though the scoring was what everyone talked about. But McGrady was like Tatum hasn't, it's not that he's shown he can't 
but right now they're literally just ISO ball with him and Brown. Yeah, I mean, I think, McGrady, would you say McGrady's better than Tatum? I, I I would. I would say that confidently. Yeah, I mean Tatum's still so young, so you got to yeah. give the. It's hard to stack it up because when I you start McGrady thinking about Orlando McGrady and then Houston right. McGrady, he had like these. He had the first, second, and third act. Yeah, Tatum yeah. is like finishing his first act, transitioning into his second act still. So he has a lot to yeah. go. I mean, if you were to stack up their careers at like this point feeling, in time, it's feeling, pretty close. The feeling for Tatum feels like McGrady, unless Tatum aligns with someone, another superstar. And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Jalen Brown fan. I actually think Jalen Brown is, is like a fantastically underrated great. player. Fantastic. But they're, 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 that team's missing something. But if like if McGrady gets what, what, what Kobe had with Shaq, and LeBron had with Shaq, and Wade had with Shaq. And- <laughs> right. The question is, can I get that and still hold on to Brown in the process, right? Like, that's yeah. going to be the big test for bosses. Can they add a third P? And I think they can, which would require them to probably – they've been talking about trading Marcus Smart or thinking about trade. Like, he would uh, probably take, have to be take, involved. I would take Marcus Smart on the Knicks team. I don't yeah, care. I, for I don't sure. Care. But I don't um, care what I would be the happy. I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the league. That guy is '90s Knicks basketball. He's great. I mean, there time. is a lot of like, do Brown and Tatum make sense together? Are they redundant because they're similar in game and style? Yeah. Although Tatum, I think Brown goes a little harder defensively, but uh, it's certainly interesting. And um, I'm I'm psyched for tonight, man. Tonight's yeah. gonna be. This is gonna be a good have, one. Have Have they updated us yet on Kemba? I mean, the, the knee's swollen. They were talking about he's probably out the next three games, but they haven't confirmed. Yeah, I haven't heard any. I, honestly, I haven't heard any definitive things. I, yeah. I don't, they say he's I avoiding surgery, him. which is good, but we don't yeah, we expect like, him to play these two games. I don't know, man. I I hate to say it, but I don't know how much more we see of Kemba. Yeah. What physically. About, um, physically, I don't know. What about um, is, is Mitch good right now? Where's he? Him and Sims. I think Mitch might be in protocols, right? I thought he was, I thought he was done now. Oh, he's done already? I thought that was like two days ago. I thought so. I could be completely off. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't don't know, man. This is like, this really does feel like you're playing pickup and it's like you have have 10 guys and the one guy's like, ah, I got to go home and eat dinner. It's like, yo, you're going to end the game. You're our 10th man. You have to stay and play. Yeah. No, I kind of feel like it's going on. So we got Robinson and Sims in time for home games. So they both have cleared. Oh, okay, great. So we're pretty close. I mean, minus, I mean, we're not close to full shot. We're missing Kemba and Rose, but. Our point guard position is derailed. <laughs> All right, so guys, I want to, we talked about doing some moments, right? We want to get our NFT action in on this. Let's do so, it. Uh, with us having 10 minutes left, I thought maybe we'd start a new segment called Fire Moments. So. I mean, I can sit here and talk all day, but I figured, why not bring a guy who loves to talk about NBA Top Shot stuff all day? What up, Edge? How you doing, man? Edge. You're Edge on with the classic mute. All right. <laughs> I kept clearing my throat as you guys were chatting, and I wasn't sure if you could hear me, even though I wasn't on. So I was like, I better mute the thing, and then I just pull a rookie, rookie move. Yeah. Good to see you guys. What's up, Edge? How's it going? Too, man. What's going on, bud? So, guys, I did some uh, Top Shot moment research this morning for a little bit, right? So, it looks like uh, these are some of the hot ones right now on mm-hmm. that list. All right, we got Andy Edwards on there. We got Kelly. We got Gary Tramp, Anthony Simmons. I'm a big buyer. Edge. Big buyer of Anthony Edwards, by the way. Big buyer of Anthony Edwards. Ant-Man? Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm, I, I think, let me see what I have of him because he's a big uh, – I, I I loaded up on his – so like, do you, have, just, you guys, some do, you have his, do you have his rising star? I do, I do. I believe I do. I'm checking right now. But um, so like my strategy, just to give you guys some context, like I've always been, and, and it's been my strategy to date. I don't know how long the strategy will be, but so far my strategy has been like, I focus heavily on series ones. I focus on um, rookies of any series and I focus on um, unopened packs. Like I don't open my packs. So like, which is like, which is like a crazy person move because it's so hard to not open them. But I just, I think the packs will be valuable in the future. So I, I, I think the series one debut series, I think just like everything there is going to be valuable. Rookies, like anytime a new sports card fan comes in, when they first, like when they're looking to figure out how do they enter the market, rookies is still one of the first things they all go to buy. So I'm a big believer in rookie in rookie plays. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean like uh, Anthony Edwards. I'm just taking a quick look here. I have, um, I'm like, you know, there's certain players that I like try to invest in through Top Shot, like uh, I try to get exposure to. So I have two of his, 
Right now I have two of his um, rookie throwdowns. I'm not sure. And then I have one of his like debut rookies. Um, I don't actually know if I have his um, – what was the one you said he had? What was the other one? Edge, what's the other Rising one? Star? The, the Rising, Rising Star, Star reward. I was just curious if you had it because it's needed for the Lamelo FE today. Oh, really? I didn't even mm. see that yet. So we can yeah, we need, we, need, we, need to pay, we need to get on the ball here real quick because that no, actually that. wraps up in – let me look at it – one hour. So, okay, tell us about it. So, so basically um, – Top Shot has started this metallic silver Phantom Edition sets, and it started with Steph's record-breaking three. And that was an incredibly difficult challenge to complete. I think there ended up being 618 total completions. Um, epic moment in the garden. I completed the challenge, and then I bought another one uh, with my gift back as well to hold on to. So basically what happened is uh, they've been Top Shot's been continually doing um, these fandom tier metallic silver drops. They did a hero on that wild half court heave. He was like throwing a lob and it went in for, um, and it, there was like 1200 mints on that. Mm -hmm. Then on Christmas day, they did a three tier challenge where they had the Toppin, the Claxton and the Giannis. So the Giannis is now officially the bottleneck for that set. Um, but it is not as expensive as the Steph. So it's kind of one of those weird situations, kind of like the throwdown set, which I'll talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, so what happened last night was it was let it fly was the challenge and it was top um, three point attempts. It didn't matter how many you made unless you were tied with somebody and the tiebreaker was obviously makes. So what ended up happening was it was a wild night. There were so many games that the flash challenges are great. Um, I don't know if you guys have been participating in them. I've done like one or two of them at best and it's really hard for me to keep up with them. But can you talk a little bit about what a flash challenge is and also like what is the time frame? Cause it's usually the time, like the time yeah. to fill and the time when you actually find out what it is, like that shit just confuses me. And that's like, by that point, I just like lose, I lose attention to it. So yeah. if you're, if you're not, if you're not logged in and like watching the games as they go and top shot actually in their discord has a channel now um, where it keeps live updates of the challenges that are going on. So it lets you know, like who's in the top five spots that you're going to need for this challenge. Um, so that's nice. And there's also a Twitter account that does live updates as well. So it's really easy to keep track. And basically, it's turned into just uh, speculative gambling. And you look at. Um, so, yeah, like, for instance, last night, um, guy in the Wolfpack chat, I got to shout out the Wolfpack. I don't know if you guys know of the Wolfpack on Top Shot uh, Diallo's Throwdown Series 2 sets, but I was invited to join them a few months ago, and um, I've learned a lot from them. Um, they, they've been extremely beneficial to me in my Top Shot journey. But ended up last night, um, Simons, Anthony Simons, a reward oh, Anthony Simmons, from the yeah, Throwdown yeah. set um, was needed for this challenge. So it became the bottleneck for what is a LaMelo reward today. Okay. And so oh the max, when you're talking the about, max, can you talk about the price to complete that whole challenge? If you want to scoop it now. Okay. So, yeah. So to complete that whole challenge right now is, let me click on this. I'm on, on the moment, uh, right now it's $7,000 to complete that challenge. That's so, so wow. here's the deal. That Basically is going to be valuable. Well, you'd think that. Top Shot has shown time and time again people will pump moments and then dump them after the challenge just because they want to play the serial lottery. Now, I think this is a little different because of the cost that it's going to take yep. to get the LaMelo. Um, and I think that because people are starting to realize the utility that comes with set holding, um, those that bought the Simons may be prone to hang on to it and maybe even try to complete the throwdown set itself yep. because it is one of the larger sets with a lot of great players. Um, which brings added utility for nightly flash challenges, which brings added utility for the nightly moment ranks play. Which, I'm sorry, which, um, set is that? which, which set is that one you're talking about? So the just talking about the throwdown set, I'm just throwdown. talking in general. I'm th the thought is that potentially the people who bought the Simons for the, um, gotcha. for the, for the challenge, rather than dumping them after the challenge, they may hang on to that moment that's, that's and go ahead and, Dude, I'm looking at that right now. That that it's going for four thousand dollars. Yeah, people want yeah, this Lamelo. People want the Lamelo. So, wow. as the as the night went on last night, it was wild. So I um That's sitting incredible. in the Wolfpack, sitting in the Wolfpack chat, just kind of paying attention to games. You know, we're keeping tabs on it. We got we're we're all locked in. Um, and you know, they start realizing, hey, this is going to be the bottleneck. Like this is our moment. And some of those guys had two, three, four, five of these Simon's moments stacked. Love it. So. What a play. It became a great payday for them. Yeah. And um, and also the great thing about the Wolfpack is we're very um, 
very good to loan each other moments that are needed for challenges and things like that. So me and another guy actually went together to complete this Lamello, and then we're just going to sell it once the, um, once we get the reward and split the split the money, or if we get a really good cereal and it's one we want to hang on to, we may figure out something else from there. But um, that goes on a lot in there as well. So these flash challenges, just if, if you're able to pay attention and you're able to have a bit an analytical mind when it comes to basketball and realize like rotations, understand rotations, uh, what type of defense they're facing who um who's out obviously is going to make a huge difference who's going to get up more shots what's the usage going to be like on this night so projections are huge so then i use a site like establish the run to um, look at nba projections and kind of use those uh tools to kind of guide me in maybe making a few speculative buys so like last night another a guy in our uh wolfpack chat named farron said you know gary trent jr is going to be putting up shots tonight he doesn't have a challenge reward the next step, if you didn't have a challenge reward and that player made it into the top five for three-point attempts, was a rare moment. He only had one, and it was a Series 2, 499. So the thought was, okay, he could be the bottleneck early on. Um, so I bought one of those for like 185 early in the night, and I sold it later in the night for 350. Damn. Um, Damn. Right, right, right before he I, – I started seeing – and that's what that's what's you know part of it. You start paying attention. You start seeing like, oh, he's going to get passed and drop out top five people are still trying to flip and speculatively buy after the price is already elevated so by the way this is so brilliant by nba top shot oh absolutely this is like i mean this is all the the, the amazing about top shot is that you're starting to see like a dfs approach to top shot right and that is without without the money with you you know it's us spending money they're not exactly exactly so it's brilliant it's brilliant so there was another point in the night where uh the first half of the jazz game rudy gay put up like five or six threes and he only has one rare and it's the series one out of 299 so that would have been an incredibly small bottleneck so i bought two of those being a spurs fan a spurs team set holder i was like you know what i don't mind grabbing these i, I think i got one for 165 and then i bought number 122 which is jersey numbers 22 and i kind of like getting cereals that have their jersey number in them and i got it for 200 and then i ended up flipping the i ended up flipping one of them for 500 and one of them for four like 420, I think. So I ended up making 600 bucks on the flash challenge last night and we're going to complete it. And then we're going to sell the reward and make a little bit more there. So there for the, everybody who is out on top shot, cause they got burned back in March, totally understandable. Um, there were a lot of people that jumped in at just the exact wrong time during the massive pump and they got burned and that they, they haven't looked back. But if you're willing to give it a second shot, this is the time to do it with Top Shot. Things are changing. The momentum is, is all in the positive direction. The market is rising on the daily. Um, the set utility is just becoming more and more apparent, which is kind of what I've refocused my strategy on. I completed the run it back set uh, just to have a rare set done because I think, uh, number one, I graduated in 2006 from high school, and that was uh, where the run it back series uh you know, that set came from. So I was like, all right, this is just a no brainer. I've got to do it. These are all my favorite players. Mm-hmm. I love Duncan and AI were my two guys growing up. Um, I love that. Both story. in the set, the Shaq debut was in the set, even though he's on the heat. I still, I still really like that moment. Wade's yeah. debut, LeBron's first moment on the Cavs. It's I just loaded. That. It's, it's loaded. Yeah, with great, great I'm, moments. I'm halfway through that set. Uh, at yeah. Chris that's Paul, great. rookie, Steve Nash, MVP season. Um, Edge, I gotta tell you, man, it, it sounds like we might have to tap you in on a weekly basis to give us some uh, top shot direction. Kind of be like our top shot guru. He needs uh, entrance music. Nights. I'm yeah. telling no, you, no, no, no. Yeah. Hey, all, all it is, all it is, is that I, uh, I went full. I mean, when I learned about Top Shot, I read the Bales article. Like many people, I made my account. I bought a few moments um, early on, not nearly enough, um, and then held throughout the summer did the cool cats master challenge mm-hmm. still hold the still hold that set um i just i just see the future in it i know there's going to be downturns i just have just continue to ride it out um but as you can see the gamification of it by utilizing moments and flash challenges using them on moment ranks play which we haven't talked about um which is sponsored by top shot they have a partnership with moment ranks and it's a daily competition where you use your moments that you have in your collection and it is a DFS style. You pick five players, five moments, and then you're stacked up against roughly about 3,000 other entries each night and cash prizes. Um, I think I got 62nd overall last night. It won five bucks. But like first place, wow. I think might win. 
300, 400 bucks, something like that. Why do I feel like Drew walked off just to go get his card information to give to you? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but for real though, I think this is a, I think this is great. Like there's a, there's just so much happening in Top Shot right now. I think it's still one of the top tier NFT NFT collections. Edge, if you want to come back and like be one of our Top Shot analysts where we can like bring you in for segments and talk Top Shot, sure. love, to have, love to have this consistently. I think this is a fantastic thing to have in the show. Help me make money, Edge. I mean, yeah. yes. Hey, what's your, uh, what's your, when did you Hit get in? Top, sorry, what was your Top Shot situation? Like, did you get in early, mid, late? Did you make a big collection? Did you say me? I, I yeah, yeah, broke yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm one of the guys that Edge was sort of talking about. I mean, I didn't get in and get burned. I didn't like, lose any money really to speak of but i got in at a time where it was like okay now this just really starts to feel like a like a buy and flip like there there was no real utility at the time mm -hmm. and it's not that i haven't looked back because i had a better i've been tracking it watching it i've just even with zed like i'm even in talks to have someone kind of help me run my stable because with the two yeah. kids i'm just running out of like play so I, I actually need someone who i could talk to like edge to again i know you got a lot of stuff going on so i don't expect you to give away all your trade secrets here but you know i don't have the amount of time to do all the work and it's not because i i can't it's just the kids won't allow it at this yeah, point yeah. although it probably pay for their college a little bit <laughs> yeah, um yeah, so yeah like i just was waiting on the utility and it didn't click when i had that before our son was born it just I had the time then. That's why I went big on Zed. Yep. And now I, I can't even run my Zed stable any longer. And I would love to come back in now, but like mm -hmm. with some advisement, because I know so much has changed since I really was buying moments. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, we, we, we definitely have something coming down the pipe that we can help you with your Zed stuff. And then uh, Edge, he's the reason I got a top shot. I actually have one top shot. I'm new to it all. And uh, Edge made sure to hook me up. So you know, Edge, we we, we got to get you back each week, man. We, we, love we to, need some love guidance. to come back and chop it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I'm I'm done with fantasy sports, so this would be the perfect replacement. <laughs> That's what I, I, perfect I transitioned. Replacement. I transitioned transitioned out of uh, year long fantasy. I mean, stupid, dumb, years makes ago, no sense. Like I'm, it's the cost. It makes no sense. The time you're putting into it. So I played DFS pretty heavily the last five years, and um, I've even kind of gotten away from that i play a this few is way cooler lineups every oh yeah. this is so much cooler so much more fun I, I have so many more people that i engage with on a daily basis um revolving around this we all have mutual interests so it's dfs you know i was just kind of doing my own research and just kind of putting in my own lineups and it's just kind of your solo you're kind of isolated but this is a very inclusive community yeah for sure. I, I think you touched on something good we could wrap up with this it's um yeah. The thing I loved about fantasy sports so much was the camaraderie with your friends, the live drafts, the like all that great trash stuff. That's gone. Like I don't even yeah. you. I don't even. I just get a couple of offensive trade offers every year that I like will curse back at the person. But no, that's gone. <laughs> DFS is a lone wolf thing. So this feels much more like a community with the gambling fantasy element to it. And you actually get to participate in the games in a way that there's like even human error could be accounted for where you're not just playing a COVID injury. Edge, what's so, your, Edge, what's I'm your, in yeah, Edge. If you want to kind of help me throughout this show, that yep. might be the way in. Get love me it, back. Love it. Love it. love it. Let's get it. Edge. What's your grail? My grail. Yeah. Do you have a, what's your favorite? What's your uh, well, number one moment? My number one moment, I do have it. The the only one I would, it's the Tim Duncan run it back. Tim Duncan top shot debut from series one. Yeah. Um, I just, when I first logged into top shot, that moment was $300. <laughs> and I thought at that time I had literally just read the Bales article and I was trying to wrap my head around it. I didn't know anything about NFTs. I had uh, bought into crypto uh, um, six, eight months before that. I knew what crypto was. I just, you know, kind of slow getting around to it. Um, and I've in, in the past been very, very conservative with my, uh, with my cash flow. and being a teacher, there wasn't much of a cash flow. So once I finally decided to go all in and, and put in a significant amount, um, it paid off. And that's whenever my, that's my grail right there, Edge, by the way, jaw, that's my, that's my, that's my number one moment by far. It's, I mean, it is so sick. And, and the more I was very worried about his, um, just his general build and stature and just like Same. how he's I mean, one, one, that's my, favorite, away. that's my favorite moment in all of Top Shot right there. Now, that's that one, that one is one that will stand the test of time. I mean, that's my favorite Vince, moment Vince, 
Vince Hall of Famer, shot. last shot. I it's a must own if you're on the platform. The First of all, against the net, it's like it hits like everything for me. Knicks are in the fucking shot. Vince Carter's last shot in the NBA literally caught as a top shot moment. And it's my favorite series of all time, which are cosmics, which I'll buy. I'd buy any cosmic anytime. I'm a huge cosmic collector. That's my number. And it was the last guy I was older than in the NBA. The minute he retired, I <laughs> became officially it. older than every player in the NBA. <laughs> in every show I'm, comes I'm up fast, somehow every damn show. I'm <laughs> fast approaching that as well. Uh, Drew, before we get off here, did you yeah. do you have the moments you need to um, do the showcase to get your Lamelo? I don't think so because um, it's mostly okay. series twos and series threes, right? Well, if you you said you had the Edwards throwdown. Reward. Let me take a look. Yeah. A rising yeah. star reward. If so you have on. that, so, so if you go to Lamelo, I'm going to Lamelo. I go to that. Guys, channel. I gotta jump off. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys should keep keep Edge. talking. Not Edge. We'll keep talk. Go, keep going. Stuff. I gotta jump because I got. Later. Later. We can talk yeah, later. Yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Later. Later. You guys gotta keep going. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate everybody tuning in. We're about to nerd out on some top shot. Yeah. Tune in every Thursday, two o'clock Eastern. Bing bong. Nick's nights. Have a great. Yeah. Let's go. We need a W tonight. Let's make it happen. Sweep. Let's go.